Design with Lynn and Danette. We're so excited to have you guys here. And this is a really exciting episode for us because we get to talk about something that we love so dearly. And that's actually worship. We love worship. So today we are going to talk to uh, Kurt and Gabe and Matt. And they are the worship leaders at Calvary Church in Valparaiso. And they just recorded a new live album. And it's good. Yeah, I'm exci- so excited to hear it. It's good, yeah. I tried to get them to tell us some of the songs. Oh, that didn't happen. I know. You're going to get to hear a conversation with them. They're just, they're such great guys. Like they have fun together. And I I just, I love the whole like atmosphere that they've cultivated because they're friends and they like, it's so great. It's so cool. And their hearts are just so like what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. with them. Like there's no, um, pretense or weirdness. Like they're just totally. And they're so talented. That's the thing. Like, Like even asking about what the songs are for me, we worship in at Calvary and we sing a lot of the songs that they've right. written. Mm-hmm. And so I never know if it's a real song that's already out there or a song they've written. So like right. when I heard one of Kurt's like latest CDs or, you right. know, oh, right, right. Majesty and Mystery, like there's a, songs on there that we sing in worship that I thought were written by someone else, but oh, they were his songs. Oh so like, I'm always, I'm always like confused. Whose song is this? I love it. Cause it I doesn't really it. matter. It's God's song. <laughs> I know that, but like, you know, know what I mean? It's just fun to I celebrate know. them and what God's doing. And it really is honestly. And I just love seeing, um, just the way that they work so hard and they do things excellent, you know, which that's just another whole thing about like how we're called like as Christians, you know, we believe that we are called to do things well to the best of our ability because God is good and he Mm -hmm. is, you know, ultimate. So, um, anyways, but they just do a really great job and these songs are awesome and we're excited to get them out to you guys. So you're going to be able to go on iTunes, um, and get these songs, and uh, you're going to get to hear a little bit of our conversation with them about worship and the God's design for worship. And mm. you'll get to hear us laugh with them a little bit. And we were a little bit nerdy because they're just so fun. I, I, yeah, there's a lot of outtakes. Let's just say that. There's a lot of laughing. <laughs> Lots of laughing. When um, we were talking about them coming, it was just on a whim. We're like, they're coming in 15 minutes. Oh, okay, we're going to do this. Uh, and like Lynn was like, okay, let's hide all the sharp objects because <laughs> Gabe is coming. <laughs> And he's a goofball, but like they come in, it's instant jokes. It's yeah. such a good camaraderie. And oh yeah. And their hearts are just so for God. Like they don't care about themselves. It's not about them at all. It's all about their gifts that they want to make sure they use them for yeah, God's glory. They're just glory. being who they yeah. are and who God made them to be. Seriously. Yeah. They're just, yeah. So anyways, enjoy. So today we're going to be talking about worship and we're really excited because, um, well, we love to worship, right, Lynn? We do love to worship. Right. Sometimes before we even start, I'm like, can we play a song? Because worship takes us to another place. And I feel like the Holy Spirit shows up and we're just ready to get going. St- yeah, get going. it's great. So today we get to kind of talk about the design of worship and how God's, you know, gifted the church with it. And so our church is incredibly blessed. We have a great worship team. Um, and today we get to talk to them. So guys, tell us what's going on. Hey, I'm Kurt. I am husband to Lynn. And I'm also the director of worship at Calvary Church here in Valparaiso, Indiana. I'm also joined by two of the guys that I get to work with every day. Yeah, we're glad to be here. My name's Matt. I also work at Calvary as one of our worship leaders. My name's Gabe, and I I work there also. That's awesome. So you guys have just released a new album, right? Yes, on June 21st, our second full-length Calvary Live worship album went live worldwide. Woohoo! major online store so we're That's really awesome. excited. It's so good and I I'm 
totally lucky, I guess, that I get to like kind of see the things going on and I get to hear some of the songs and the edits going on and it's so good. And I've just loved every minute of just being a part of it from this part of the world over in the wife part of the world. So um, tell us a little bit about your heart for this album. Like what, what is the dream and the vision for it? I think one of my favorite things about how this project came about was that it was really year years worth of songs that had been written um, in community for community, mm. and I think sometimes when that connection happens, um, it was just really cool to see people take these songs and make them their own, and uh, it was like this journey that we were on together. It wasn't so much about us doing this thing in our own world. It was how can we really give voice to this kind of journey that we're all on in relationship with the Lord and express that through music and then celebrate that together. So to see that kind of play out in real life was it was really cool to be a part of. That's awesome. So I, I feel like a lot of churches and like bigger churches that have great worship, um, there's a lot of live worship albums coming out. So why is this like an important thing for for us to have in our homes and playing? Like why is worship so important? I think... For us, um, we had to recognize that God had kind of put some pieces in place at the church. Like he, uh, for the first few years, you know, after I took the job at Calvary, it was just kind of me by my lonesome. And then God brought some amazing friends into my life and some amazingly talented people and artists. And so um, it was just, it's, it's a great way to let, artists use their gifts and talents and I think throughout the process our first priority has been to bless our church with what God has given us um so our design is like it's not to you know go worldwide and and write music that makes us famous or anything like that it's it's how can we bless our church what's God doing in the life of our church right now what's he doing in our hearts and let's worry about that first and um then after that is taken care of or, or that priority is looked after, then we can, um, you know, pray and hope that God will use these songs to bless the larger church. Right. That's great. So how, how do you guys see worship in the church? Like, how is that something that you see? One of the first things that comes to mind as far as the function of worship is that it just helps us get our eyes off ourselves. Mm. I think it can be so easy to um, be consumed by just our own problems and our own lives um, that we forget to put it through the filter of what does God have to say about this? So there's something I think that God has done in all of us in making us first and foremost worshipers Mm -hmm. before we've become Mm, worship leaders. I think you can't really, it's hard to lead people somewhere you haven't been or aren't going. So I think for all of us, we've seen the Lord be faithful throughout seasons of our own life and that then I think it has informed the way we lead people and I think that's a huge part of it when you were talking about um just being there and being in worship that we are worshipers I'm someone who's been you know a Christian for since I was 19 so you know quite a few years maybe 15 20 years how old are you I I made a large (laughs) gap there 15 to 20 years I've been a believer and I honestly believe that I've only been worshiping God in through song in the last few years and that's after Derek you know fell ill and God changed what worship is to me through that experience. And I used to, I mean, there were periods of my life where I sang and, and meant the words. And But I think sometimes 
well, I found myself always aware of what was around me. And do I put my hands up? Do I keep my hands down? What do I do? I'm like overthinking. And instead now, and not all the time because I'm still, you know, human. Um, a sinner. <laughs> don't you? <laughs> and you know that more than, well, more than a lot of other people. Know. But anyway, so I stand there and I remind myself that I'm standing before the creator of the world. Mm-hmm. And I can raise my hands to him and worship him. He can count the grains of sand on the seashore. Um, he governs the cloud, the clouds. I'm standing before him. And will I raise my arms and sing full and free to him, the God who sees me that mm-hmm. I'm lucky to be able to stand here and sing with and for? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's. A, I feel like that's a thing, though, with people like, when they come to church on Sundays, that they feel like they are you're performing for them, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how does that? I think a lot of times worship leaders and their congregations can can both suffer from a flawed view of what's really supposed to be going on in a worship service. Um, sometimes um, I think that the congregation is is kind of looked at as an audience, and the the worship leader is put up on a pedestal as as this performer, and then we see God as this you know, kind of puppet master in the sky, controlling and leading everything. And the reality is, is that the congregation, um, they're supposed to be the performers of worship. They're the ones lifting praise and, and singing these songs and, and turning their hearts to God. The worship leaders are, that's exactly what they're supposed to be doing, is just leading the way, kind of the cheerleaders, the facilitators. And God is our audience. He's the one that we're directing our praise to, the, the one that we're directing our worship to. Uh, I think also what, you know, what Matt was saying, where we all have to be, you, you know, we have to be worshipers before we can be worship leaders. I mean, that's our priority. And I think it's the same for everyone that comes to church. I mean, when we when we come together as a community, that's our opportunity to express our worship corporately. But, I mean, it, our corporate expression is only as healthy as our individual expressions that are going on during the week. And so I feel like, you know, maybe, you know, Danette, things that have happened in your lives, your and Derek's lives the last couple of years um, have really, you know, it's kind of been God ushering you to a place where maybe you see him in a different light. Like when you say that he's the God who knows the grains of sand on the shore and, and you know, orchestrates the clouds and I think when someone gets to that mindset where they see the greatness of God and they experience the goodness of God, then it makes the corporate expression, I mean, that much richer mm, yeah. because you, you can't express corporately what you haven't mm-hmm. experienced personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other cool thing about the corporate expression is that you're doing it. Um, it's not just you and Jesus in your pew. You're actually you know, submitting to everyone else in the congregation. Mm-hmm. So we're, there's obviously the biggest element is the v- the vertical, but there's also this horizontal element where we're all just massive failures at times in our lives and we're gathering together to just declare that our God is greater than all of it. Um, we proclaim the cross, we sing truth, you know, and it's kind of that submitting to each other and submitting before God. And I think when you begin to see just the awesomeness of God, that's when you begin to be more free. Like you're saying, like, Mm -hmm. how can I stand 
kind of stoic before this God who's radically changed my life and who is, you know, just so ultimate. Right. And even the examples in the Bible of when people saw God or they were in his presence, they fall to their face, they raise their hands. There's, there's a change in your physical state. Like you're affected by God in a way. And yeah, like one day we'll stand in heaven and I bet our arms will be raised. Our faces might be on the floor. And I think we can have pieces of that here in this world. Not that we need to be that way all the time, but we can't be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, um, I think we're so worried about what people think of us or how we look, or maybe we get inside our own heads and, you know, we go to an ugly place and make worship something that it's not. But, um, in the end, if you think about it, like we can celebrate who God is and that's what worship is. And I don't know, we celebrate like sports teams and people can raise their hands and, (laughs) and shout and scream. But like, sometimes we're not willing to do that for God. And I bet it's different for you guys because you're up on a stage and you get to see people worship and you get to see people full on. You know, like, what do you think about that? Well, I think that one there, one key difference in the sports analogy that I've always thought of is usually at a sports event, everybody is there because they are fanatical about their team. Whereas mm-hmm. in the church, everybody's at different points on a journey. So you have people that have, you know have been through some major things that God has taken them out of and are incredibly thankful. And then you have people that aren't sure if God's real. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that con- that whole group of people all together in one room, I think uh, hmm. there's a battle uh, within an environment um, that as worship leaders, we have to um, really ask God to help us overcome. So not for us not to be uh, maybe intimidated or distracted by people that look like they're not mm-hmm. interested in uh in what god's doing in in the room at the time um and and then also to not come off the other way like we're some sort of um over emotional (laughs) (laughs) super christians yeah um and i think you know that's something that comes with experience worship leading worship worship, so yeah I, i totally agree i think that um that's been as a young worship leader that's like one of the biggest things you need to learn first is that you're you're not up there performing, and um, you're not gaining your acceptance from the response you get from people. So you need to be aware of which is different. I feel like musicians, right? Like they feed off the crowd, and well, like you it, hear people you know, say that. You know, when you're doing a concert where you're kind of entertaining, or it's more for entertainment mm-hmm. or Christian entertainment, even um, it, it's you're more focused on like, are we entertaining people? Are we giving mm-hmm. people a great time while at the same time providing you know a good message or whatever? But when, when you're leading worship corporately, um, you, you have to be aware of who's in the room, mm-hmm. who, who, who are the people. And like Gabe said, you've got, man, you've got people who they're, you know, women whose husbands have passed away. You've got mm-hmm. men whose wives have ran out. You've got couples who, whose kids have uh, just totally disowned their faith. You've got mm-hmm. people that are in financial trouble walking through divorces, uh, Right. You've got people who just experienced massive victories in their life. So mm-hmm. you have the whole gamut, and you have to come in front of people to lead worship knowing that this is this is the people that God has given us. This mm-hmm. is where they're at, and I need to be sensitive to that. So mm-hmm. it's a very... Um, you, at first, it's tempting to judge how am I doing based on how people are reacting. Mm-hmm. And so we've had to learn that that's, that's God's territory you know it's in his hands because i got no idea what the holy spirit's doing in someone's heart so i just have to be honest and Mm. and 
lead people. I've heard Louis Giglio say, you know, our job is to lead people up Mount Calvary every week mm. and, and show them the cross and let them see the view from, from there. You know, how, how, how does my life look when I am on Mount Calvary and I'm, I'm looking out and the cross puts everything in perspective. So hmm. that's kind of our job, you know, to... No, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and on that topic with, with making, creating worship albums specific to your community of faith, I think right. while there are more and more worship albums that are coming out, I think that hopefully is an indication that worship leaders are discerning where their local communities of faith are um, and they're writing songs specific to their local communities. And so we hope that the albums that we're creating are addressing, um, uh, you know, collective issues that are going on in Valparaiso. Mm. And so, you know, maybe that connects with somebody in another town or another country. And, you know, we believe that the Holy Spirit can make that connection, but, but we're called to be faithful to where we're here. So that's kind of where we're going with that album, I think. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hear what are some of the songs on it? Do you- you want us to sing them for you? Can you right sing now? sing them all right and now? Go. Two, <laughs> no, but like, what are the I names? don't know what to do without the safety of a guitar. Oh, <laughs> so no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Tambourine? Anyone got a tambourine? Oh, tambourine. Just yeah. joking. No, um, yeah, if you cringes. could, what are some of the songs? Where can we go to listen to them or... Yeah, well, it's, I mean, so the... <laughs> How do we get it in our lives? HTTP semicolon slash slash. No, I mean, some of the main ones would just be iTunes and Spotify and really most places you can get music digitally online. Yeah, the band is Calvary Live and the album is called Who You Are. That's awesome. So Calvary Live is one word. Right. And so we can, you guys also have like Instagram. We'll have all these links on the by design podcast.com. Yeah. The Facebook is just Calvary live. Um, the Instagram. There's lots of dot coms going on. Yeah. I know. Calvary live Valpo. Right. Uh, we've had to be specific. There's yeah. a lot of Calvary churches, believe it or not. That's great. Dot biz. Dot biz. <laughs> but the HTTP thing, that's good for me. It'll help me get there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sorry. We totally went off on a tangent there. That's okay. Ravage. I can Bring finish answer your question. <laughs> can you? Can we? Yeah. Sorry about that. He lives with me. He's married to me. He understands that I go <laughs> a little, you know, chasing squirrels. So yeah, the album has ten songs, um, <laughs> eight of which are songs that were kind of born out of our congregation and our worship experience, and uh, two of which are um, cover songs, not ours, but just worship songs that have blessed. Our church, so we're just, we're really excited to um, finally get it out. You work on an album for like years, so we're ready to maybe we're all, we're already writing songs for another one. So That's it awesome! Just takes Yay! Years, you know. That's great. Well, thank you guys so much for coming and sharing your heart with us. And honestly, we can speak from being blessed by the worship at Calvary. So, um, thank you. We can't wait to listen. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having thank us. Thank you. That was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. They're yeah. so cute. They are. They're great. Well, I think her is cute, but we, yes, I'm you allowed. Do. You are allowed. Well, why don't we move on? One exciting project to another. That's right. Yeah, our design chat today, uh, we're going to talk about one of our projects we just finished up for a local church in our area. We worked on their new youth edition. Yeah, so, they like expanded. That's awesome. Mm-hmm, yeah, they built on an edition with um, a big lobby and... Um, 
like a children's room and more classrooms. Yeah, they they had added some classrooms and then a a big youth room and and also a big um, children's ministry room. Right. So we'll talk a little bit about that and just share some of the stuff we did for the design. Yeah. So you've been working on this one for a while because you were working on this before I came on the scene. And so it's it's been kind of bittersweet, I'm sure, to like yeah, it's been a long, watch this one wrap up. It's been up. a long process, but it's been fun, and they're a yeah. great client. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're such sweet people, and I'm excited for these rooms to get used. It looks like they're already like they just opened them right like this week, and yeah, I just I'm excited for the the people. Yeah, it was so f- you know you could just tell the kids were running mm-hmm. around and loving their rooms, and it's it's a pretty fun little space too, and yeah. it's just great to be able to see them have fun right and (laughs) I feel like you stretched you know like design wise like going for some new feel Mm -hmm. um right and that that did play a part I think you know they had they were working with an architect originally and um you know they designed the building and then we worked with them a little bit to work out some of the spaces themselves Mm -hmm. and maybe where um, storage would be mm-hmm. and built in like where you know there wasn't any millwork or cabinetry so we talked about Added making it like touches. yeah like a really fun um, lobby space with kind of a, a countertop for all the kid check like space where you land to yeah. like check the kids when the mamas the, come in with their yeah. kids where they go to do all their kid checks so we have and I yeah. love the countertops well you know that I yeah I'm a I'm a fan because we did these in our house before yeah, yeah, it's all concrete countertops. Oh, I love them. They're but so it's pretty. good. Yeah, they're uh, the original building that they use for their their worship space now. It's more of a traditional right. space. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was like kind of a wrought, wrought iron wrought iron. Yeah, like more industrial feel. Well, their original space is oh, there's traditional oh, lighting fixtures. Absolutely. But we so the yes. new space is um more kid-friendly and it's kind of younger feel. Kind of that industrial feel that's real popular right now, but we also you know kind of married the two together mm-hmm. and it works. The it f- worked really yeah, well. Yeah, it does. We you know Early on with them, we were talking and they were, you know, people were saying, well, you know, we got to match all the lighting fixtures and oh, run the same yeah. lighting fixtures in their lobby into the space because a lot of times people think that's just what you got to do. It's going to match. It has to match. But it doesn't. And so we picked fixtures that uh, worked with the space, but also kind of brought in that older element a little bit just with maybe the texture it's kind of aged right. metal or right. or something and the fixtures they have over it. there originally were metal fixtures right. but they're just a real traditional shape so we kind of use some of the same materials in new shapes yeah and oh and it for the came kids. together so pretty yeah so, and we so were pretty. also really budget conscious so you know we shopped um all mm-hmm. over lynn and i did for best deals for these people Mm -hmm. if you did not want to waste their money so right yep and so there's always you know if you see um a light fixture you know we'll post some of the things that we selected in the price points just in case anyone Mm -hmm. else is working on a project and they want to use that light fixture was seriously awesome i can't wait for people Mm -hmm. to see that one yeah there's a big uh kind of rust rustic looking pendant in the lobby but it's like geometric kind of mm-hmm. it's yeah. really pretty yeah it's really pretty too yep yeah and then you did a lot of reclaimed wood mm-hmm. which really added such a layer of texture and oh I just love the way it came out yeah and it's as far as the wood goes we were able to find a local source so mm-hmm. um which is so cool to yeah. have like local wood and 
craftsmen and all of that. I just love the way it, it looked. It looked so pretty. Yeah, right. We um, were able to gather a bunch of old barn wood and some of it was, it's actually just a bunch of trees that were milled down by a guy who has a, a, a yeah, an old sawmill. And our woodworker, um, from his business is Marathon Craftsman and he's just a local guy in our area who does really beautiful woodwork and he's a talented guy and so he gathered up a bunch of this wood and then he did mill it down himself and cut it into thinner pieces mm-hmm. because it was we didn't need it to be the full like board. when it's originally milled from the mm-hmm. um it's usually like big one inch thick boards and right. and we went you know like half inch or less it's kind right. of just like a wall wainscoting almost it's right. just wood up there we, right, yeah. in the areas we were using them so we it didn't had that it. pallet wood feel look mm-hmm. but it was yeah and it, barn wood. and it was they were all different thicknesses too it's yeah. kind of you know just yeah. mixed and matched and in the children's wing we did we took those pieces of wood and then painted them. Um, Joe painted them from Marathon Craftsman and then sanded them. So it was just a mix of a few colors and the wood. So it was a little more fun in the children's space. As opposed to the, just, just the wood tone colors in, yeah. in the mm-hmm. youth space. It was yeah. so pretty. And then the back wall of the kids' room, which was so fun, they wanted to have a climbing wall that they put like right yeah there's a climbing wall that's also made of wood but it's all wood that's painted a really really bright fun color and then it has the climbing wall and we have mats underneath that we that we bought but yeah the back the um there's a a stage in the kids room and then a stage in the youth room and the back walls of the stages is all the reclaimed wood Mm -hmm. and it's really cool yeah and we have we um just ran out to Hobby Lobby and bought some big white paper lanterns and hung them by strings on both sides of the stage just for a little more ambiance. Mm. You know, it's they're not there's no lights in them or anything. It's just fun. The cool thing is though, with being white, when you shine a light on them, you, they'll right. go any color you want. Mm-hmm. So it's just perfect. Yeah, yep. So uh, as far as the concrete countertops go, there's also a coffee bar in there that has a large concrete mm. countertop with the reclaimed wood below and yellow and, stools. Yeah, it's really bright and fun. You can have their smoothies and their yeah, yep, fun drinks. I know I want to go in there. Seriously, and have some coffee, but so fun. And they got like gaming tables and mm-hmm. lots of fun stuff for these kids to do. And then you found some awesome furniture that took. Yeah, that was a labor of love mm-hmm. too. Right. Yeah. We, you know, we shopped all around on, um, and you know, we weren't able to use like the higher end commercial grade stuff that I'm used to specifying because um, the price point was lower. So we looked at um, some of the favorite chairs that we liked were from Ikea. They have that really big, pretty lounge oh, yeah. chair. We'll put a link to that. We didn't actually buy that one for this project. Um, we ended up on a different one that we found on Wayfair. It was like 220 bucks for these big lounge chairs. They were so pretty. And they're the all like dark gray, and, and they have, yeah, silver nail head trim. And yeah. it's a youth space. These chairs will probably get beat up and be replaced, but it's... And, you know, in five or ten years, they can, you yeah, know. It'll be time anyways. Yeah. You want to, you know, like they'll want to update it, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, so. That's great. Um, yeah, but we shopped Ikea. We have some little mm-hmm. tables from Ikea. We shopped Target. We shopped Target. Because we mm-hmm. got the pub tables mm-hmm. and the bar stools, all those things mm-hmm. we got from Target. Yep. It was great. Mm-hmm. It came together really well. The, um, the bathrooms can you talk about the bathrooms yeah the bathrooms we used like a large format 
porcelain tile that look like concrete, which we will share what that is. It's a really nice, sometimes they look a little too um, printed, like if it's a, a printed pattern, but this one looks really realistic and it's very pretty. It does look very concrete-like. Mm-hmm. And we have a dark blue on the walls and just mm. white um, subway, tile. subway tile on the walls. That's awesome. And then the the bathrooms themselves have some goose, gooseneck lights and just, it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. It's a sweet little space. I heard a, a little girl was standing in the hallway the other day when I was there and she was showing it to her friend. She's like, I love this color. And Aww, it's just so cute that yay. to see kids like buy in for their space. It. Yeah. Like That's they're excited so about the dark blue, but I love really it. cute. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yeah. Awesome. I, we had also found some really great pendants and wall sconces that were cage sconces and they were oh like those 20. yeah they mm-hmm. were awesome on amazon i think you had them on amazon right yeah they were on amazon like 30 dollars which is amazing so they look like ones you would find at restoration hardware mm-hmm. but they, they cost 30 dollars. yeah and so it was a great and uh, affordable way to get some really cool light fixtures in the space um, and we, you know, have, we bought the caged ones just because there will, might be some games played and the right. bulbs will be protected. And so we can have a little bit of decor with. So fun. Safety. Yeah. Look at a that. Little, a little bit of safety. But um, the one thing I would say about buying those, you know, less expensive fixtures like that, you have to look at the size of the cover plates. Like what ours came in with really small cover plates at the top. So, you know, the J box or the junction box or whatever that they install the lights into in the ceiling is usually about four inches and a typical light fixture will screw right into that. Well, these, since they were maybe cheapo ones, they had a really small one and it didn't fit over there. Mm. So I just went to Home Depot and bought my own cover plate because they have some there. And it, they, oh. I, I ended up buying like the burnished bronze finish ones because it matched with the kind of right. the, darker. the darker finishes mm. that we have. But it, it worked out really great. The other thing with the, the less expensive ones is you need to be careful about how much um, you know, we had bought some pendants, what kind of cord length you have if you're hanging them. A lot of times people give you really long cords yeah. when it's a, um, like a major manufacturer of lighting fixtures because, hello, they know how it's going to be used. The ones that are cheaper, you just need to be careful and look into seeing how the long that cord is. So right. we ended up having to hang ours a little higher than I would have hoped. But, you know, it, it, you can't tell in the space. It's no. my design eye. And right. when I, I draw know. things, I'm looking at them in elevation and I want them to hang at a certain right. point. But when you're in the space, it looks awesome. It's fine. No one, no one, one know nobody knows but me. Yeah, it's OK. It's great. It really did. It came together so well. You should feel yeah. good about that We one. also have a floor rug um, made of carpet tile. It's oh. by the manufacturer floor, uh, which was Interface. Uh, if you, Interface is a commercial carpet manufacturer. I use them, you know, lots over the years. Um, carpeting offices, office spaces, and commercial, you know, in commercial design. But they do have like the residential line. It's f l o r dot com, mm-hmm. and you can buy carpet tiles and this was, that was really so fun, fun patterns and put the you know twenty four inch square carpet tiles together, and then they give you these little glue dots that you put underneath, so you can the, all the corners are kind of um taped not taped but connected stuck together yeah and then it's a rug that you can move around it's so cool it's yeah and it so was, it's, that was really fun i learned 
Right. And it's a great I price. You actually, it, for the size of the rug and it's a vinyl back, so it's moisture resistant, like, you know, well, and it's commercial grade, like rug, mm-hmm. especially with a lot of, um, like traffic back in through there and yeah, with it's kids good for cleaning. Stuff, yep. It'll be. Yeah. So last. we'll have some pictures of that too. It'll be awesome. So make sure you go to bydesignpodcast.com. You'll be able to see pictures of this beautiful project and, um, yeah, make sure, Hey, if you're enjoying this, we would love to hear from you. So just maybe, uh, check us out on iTunes and leave us a little review. We would love to hear from you. Okay. Friends. Hope you have a great day. Bye.